Okay, this thing is gonna be about the Buddha, and I just watched a documentary about his life and everything like that. And, um, Buddhism is really intriguing to me because instead of really focusing so much on, like, hey, you need to believe in me in order to get into heaven or all of this good stuff, you need to believe in me, like most religions. Um, instead, it says, um, you will find peace when you start looking inside yourself. And I think that's very cool. You know, because we need to sit with our minds. We need to sit with our thoughts and our emotions and go through it. And um, so instead of looking outwardly onto hey who's going to solve my problems we start with ourselves and at the end of the day ourselves are very dependent right we we always have ourselves with us all the time and we know ourselves the best you know we can try to talk to somebody and explain and explain and explain but at the end of the day they mm, sometimes they're still not going to understand so I think it's really intriguing like you know you will find peace or contentment when you um when you look at at your inner self and individual and when you start developing yourself you know self-development self-love um meditating on your thoughts being aware of your thoughts what kind of thoughts are they what kind of emotions are bringing up what are the triggers um and then um and then the second thing that's the biggest thing is basically acceptance like i feel like maybe not acceptance but um buddha talks about suffering like there is suffering in this world and we have to accept that and not suffering like oh my god all the time but like unsatisfaction you know, this realm of, like, mm, you're, like, longing for something else. And that still in itself is un, um, s suffering, you know, because you're not satisfied. And so when you're not satisfied, you're suffering. But guess what? We're human. We all suffer. And we have to accept it. But the thing is, we can't be suffering all the time. There is balance, you know. And so, I feel like his teachings a lot is a double-edged sword, right? Like, you know, one object is very beautiful and everything like that. And then, it can be used for something else. You know? You know, sometimes, like, humans have the capacity to destroy each other, you know? We inflict pain on other people, and we create war. We're killing this planet, right? And we de deforesting, and we're killing each other and other beings, and like all of this negative notation stuff, right? But at the same time, we're trying to protect the planet. At the same time, we're giving the poor food. At the same time, you know, we look at somebody who is sad and we smile at them, and we give grace. You know?
And we also have kindness. So as much as we have the the consistency of damage and hardship and like all of these negative notations, we also have the power to have positive notations too. And then one like the biggest thing is about Buddha is that he's not trying to like he's saying that like like Buddhism isn't going to like I'm not trying to tell you to get rid of lust or to get rid of greed or to get rid of suffering you know like that's not the goal the goal is how do we cope with it how do we live with it how do we accept it how do we find balance within it How do we find balance among the suffering, you know? Because the extreme case, you know, because, and then another thing that was interesting was, you know, this, uh, this one disciple was saying, hey, I'm not, you're not gonna be my teacher anymore, I quit because um, I came here to learn about what happens after death and if there's a God and the answers to the universe and stuff. And Buddha said, well, when did I promise you these things? I will teach you what you need and what you need is how to cope with suffering because if you figured out the answer, you wouldn't be bringing up this question. Isn't that really intriguing? Because, well, it was intriguing to me because I have these answers like, is God real? Da 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 da. Or like, oh, or which religion is the right religion? Or like, did Jesus really exist? Or did Buddha really exist? And I question everything and stuff, right? But in the grand scheme of things, does it matter? No, it doesn't. It does not fucking matter if they lived or not, right? The idea is their teachings, right? Like, or even if, even if after death, right? Like I, like, I don't need to know the answer. Like, I'm going to live right now today either way. Or I'm going to die tomorrow, and then I'll find out, right? Or maybe I won't even be conscious enough. But the thing is, what I need right now is how to cope with my life. Because right now I live in, you know, like in a, in a big house, right, with my family. And there's people that I interact with. There's a brother that makes me laugh. And then there's a brother, and then sometimes he makes me want to punch him, right? So how do I cope with that? There's a father that I can talk to about history and everything like that. And we can have an intellectual conversation. Or like, or he yells and stuff. But then how do I cope with that? I have a mother that is a good teacher right but then who is very depressed how do i how do i interact with that you know there's work that i go to right and i have like an an eight hour shift tomorrow how do i get through my day right and being somewhat content being balanced right not too much of this emotion and not too much of that emotion
and it's and it's and I feel like a lot of his like his Buddha's teachings is about ownership you know like ownership and instead of victimizing like oh this world sucks da 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 he says the world does not have to suck it can be paradise right and it because that kind of thinking is just going to get you more pain and buddha's not even like he's not ignoring death either he's not ignoring all the pain and suffering the whole point of buddhism is to accept reality to cope with reality how to mingle and dance with reality so that there's a balance and an, uh, another big thing is individual peace like inner peace will create world peace And I think that's the answer as well because so many people do things because they're just projecting their emotions that they can't even uh, like understand. They're just projecting their insecurities. You know, and something that's been something that happened in their childhood or something like they have like unresolved tension, you know? And what would that person be if they were just shown love or a better way to think or a different path But once again, Buddhism really intrigues me the most is because it's based on individual work and inner peace and meditation and then coping with reality for what it is and realism, right? Because I believe that this world will always know suffering. This world will always know war. This world will know prejudice, discrimination. You know, even suffering like, oh, you know, someone will bang their toe and go, ow, damn it. You know, that's suffering too. But how do we accept it? How do we, you know, still be content, not so reactive, you know, not so frustrated at this world? How do we accept the fact that we're, we don't have control over it? How do we accept the fact that we fail? And I think a big thing of it is like the like 80 like 20 like 80% of it is just learning to accept things. And for your emotions, learning to accept your emotions like hmm I am sad right now. I'm not going to be sad forever. 
tomorrow I might be happy. And saying hello to your feelings and inviting them in, but then, and then letting them go. You know, not letting them dormant and sit there and manifest. Same with your thoughts. Hello, thought about random thing. Goodbye. It's like shadow work in a way. Like Instead of ignoring all your demons, right? You have to acknowledge them. And your demons can be mental health problems, depression, anxiety. Insecurities. All of it. But if you keep just ignoring and ignoring and saying, well, I don't want depression anymore. I don't want anxiety anymore. I, well, I don't want to be insecure anymore. I want this. I want this. I want this. At the end of the day, you are still greedy. You, you want something else than accepting what is reality. I think a better way to cope with it is saying, hmm, I'm a person with depression. All right. How can I work with this depression? Hello, depression. I see that you're going to be here with me today. And I, I know it sounds weird to talk to it, but, but I'm saying, I'm talking about it, or giving the quotes or whatever, to say that we need to accept it and, and ha- like learn how to coexist. It's like a roommate, right? And for me personally, you know, I'm a teenager and I live in this house and I have parents, right? And my parents are these authority figures and they have much control over my life. And my age has much control over my life as well because I'm 17 years old and I can't, you know, I, You know, I can't, like, I have to have a banking account, but they know all the banking information. I can't travel out of state, right? I can't get my own apartment. And and yet I have this feeling of I almost have freedom, but I don't. And then, so how do I cope with, like, how do I be content with the things that I already have? instead of longing for more because I keep thinking well I have all of these great ideas I have I have so many great ideas I just want to start my life I just I just want to be this great person already and I I have so much potential I don't want to waste it and oh and then like other things like oh I'm I have so much I'm overthinking everything anxiety and like all of these thoughts Or I react to my family members. Oh, my mom is depressed again. And then I I roll, right? And then I get frustrated because she brought my mood down, right? My dad yells, so then I get, oh, now I'm upset. And then I get upset about him. And then, you know? And for a long way, for a long time, I used to think that way like for 80% of the time, right? And I still have moments where I think like that, like where, um, you know, it's hard to be patient. But a big thing that's helped a lot is 
gratitude. Gratitude helped so much. Hi, I have this house. Wow, like I just got my license. I have the ability to drive. You know, so I try to go to a park, you know, and that sort of fulfills my need of freedom or sense of adventure, right? You know, I, oh, you know, I slept well last night. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for my mind because I have all these thoughts and I have so many ideas and there's so much potential and that brings me and that and because of my mind I am alive I am so alive and a smile comes on my face when I, sh- when I have gratitude I'm thankful for the clothes that I have you know or like I dance in the mirror I'm like oh I'm thankful for my hair like, I, I'm thankful for the energy to, like, you know, make a cute outfit. I'm thankful for the internet. I'm thankful for Google because whenever I have a question, I can look it up. Or if I ever want to attain more knowledge, I just have it at the disposable of my fingers. And I can just, boom, I can learn so much. Like, I just learned about Buddhism by watching a documentary. That's amazing. It's a fucking miracle. I'm thankful for Instagram or social media because it connects me to other people who are talking about mental health, who are educating me about childhood traumas, who are, you know, I'm connected to therapists and therapists are giving advice for free and I'm not paying for it, you know? I'm getting life lessons at 17 instead of at 30. And I think that's fucking amazing. I'm thankful for the fact that I can laugh with my brother. Or, you know what? I just smiled at the fact, like, my dad said, like, cool beans. I just smiled at that. I was like, <laughs> I, like, like, happiness came over me because I was like, that's such a silly thing. Nobody says that. But it was, it was just, it was like a little, like, that's cool. Like a little chuckle moment. Or I heard my mom giving um, teaching and she asked her students, hey, um, what do you guys want to do this semester? You know, what, what kind of lessons do you want me to give out? And I was thankful for that because she's asking her students to, like, she's self-reflecting. And instead of, like, totally controlling the students, right? And she's giving them, like, a little freedom, independence, and stuff like that. And making their voices heard. I'm thankful for today because, you know, like, my boyfriend and I, we've been texting. And we've just, you know, like, even though we can't see each other, like, we can text and it's still funny. But of course, like the other thing that's changed, so gratitude, 
and then acceptance right and acceptance is a, another thing i think is the biggest one that's hard to you know well accept is because i want to be this person who makes change or whatever you know and i feel like when i accept things i'm just giving up sometimes well like as if i'm okay with the situation and so that's where i'm having the inner conflict and so that's when i find acceptance hard for me right so for example you know ex- the part of like for example like the fact that it's raining that's easy for me to accept right because that's the weather i i can't control the weather not yet at least right and so i can go i can easily say yep it's raining and not have like any emotional big drop or high because of it right or i can easily say yay it's raining and stuff um but i do see my mood drop you know like when it's a gloomy day or whatever so i guess but that was just an example like hey it's raining okay that's acceptance just saying okay instead of like oh my god it's fucking raining da 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 however a bigger thing example that's harder to accept is my dad will yell at like the most randomest things and he'll be like god damn it i can't find this piece of mail da 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 and i'm i'm like in the living room and i'm just trying to watch my tv show and stuff and he'll start yelling and like in my head i'm like and like i react right and my reaction is like what the fuck why are you yelling that is so unnecessary like you're abrupting me like like there's better ways to handle things right and it's this judgmental like reaction that's occurring and then i get into a bad mood right and acceptance would say practicing acceptance would say hmm, okay i'm on the couch right I'm watching something and my dad starts yelling. I'll be like, "Yeah, my dad's yelling." All right. And then no emotional change, you know? Like I'm still content because I would not give my father the power to change my emotion. Or like I wouldn't get into a bad state because he's right? Or another way to um react instead of being neutral, right, about the situation is Hmm. Thinking, hmm. I wonder why he's yelling. Is he okay? Maybe I should help him. So, coming out of a place of curiosity and ca- kindness and understanding. And then or like understanding like, hmm. I think he's frustrated and because there's the uncertainty of like he doesn't know where something is. so he's reacting this way so like analyzing it more in a logical and right and so when we try to understand the person and why they're doing something like we can have more compassion and it's not like too much of a negative emotion right and an um another big thing was like the other day um I was watching TV again. Damn, I am lazy ass bitch. <laughs> But and then my my mom, she looked at her phone and she got some news about the coronavirus, right? And she literally just lost it. She started meltdown crying and everything like that. I mean, full tears. 
and then she just started talking and talking and she was so frustrated and she was so sad and she's like and I don't like um I was talking like I don't understand why I have to go in and like uh, I'm a health risk and I'm we're gonna infect all these people with the coronavirus and she was all of this fear factor was entering her and she was just talking and talking and complaining and complaining right and most of the time you know when I was younger I would try to solve all of her world problems and I I was like oh mom what's wrong like can I help you or or like I would just listen to her and I would respond and go "Uh uh-huh yeah or right but then to be honest I didn't know how I would feel unsatisfied because I would suffer because I feel like she was still upset and like I didn't solve it for her and like she was still unhappy and now I was unhappy and so then yeah and then Uh, And then there was the approach of, like, ignoring her. Like, I would create this boundary, like, Mom, you can't talk to me and stuff like that about this. You're emotionally dumping me. And I was creating this boundary and whatnot, which is, you know, like, a good, healthy thing. And saying, emotionally dumping me and stuff. You need to give me more warning because it's not good for my mental health and stuff. But then she would feel isolated and she didn't feel like she could have anyone to talk about. So she felt more isolated and her depression would get worse and and then but the other day I didn't do any of those I just I just went on her lap and I laid on her and I just hugged her I just hugged her and I just listened to her cry and I played with her hair and I just rested my head on her shoulder and that's it I just comforted her with no advice and I was just silent while she just talked And I didn't get too sad because I was just like, because I had this awakening moment of, oh, she just needed somebody to listen to. She doesn't need advice. You know, she just needed to talk, just talk and talk. And I don't have to react to it. You know, the minimum effort that I'm doing is literally just giving her body love by you know putting my head on her playing with her hand like um cuddling basically and just hugging her and that doesn't take too much effort right and even when i'm i was you know comforting her i thought about different things and that's okay too but i was proud of myself because I felt like I did, I was sufficient in comforting her. And she said, thank you, Lydia. Because I, and she felt like she was listened to. So yeah. But anyways, Buddhism is super intriguing to me. Especially because like, it's like, the whole point is of his ideas and his teaching and his philosophy right it's not whether or not you believe in buddha and he's promising you to go to heaven or hell or whatever it's just like he's literally just it's just a life skill he's just like giving you a bunch of life advice about self-development inner peace meditations 
and how to seek nirvana and how to in daily life and realistic life and a lot of it is just almost like shadow work accepting and like sitting with your emotions and it's very raw and you know but it's very real and that's why it can be very profound is because when you just surrender to you know all of this chaos there's peace in it you know